Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to be revealing our top five secrets to stay on track. Having spent the past six years coaching over five and a half thousand women, we know a few things about this and we're going to be revealing our top five secrets today. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity podcast. Cool. So I, I think like just starting out, like one of, one of the most difficult things that I see people dealing with is being in the situation where they've, they're trying to lose weight they've lost some weight and they've, they've had a bit of success there, but then they find that they put all of that weight back on usually more, like more quickly than they lost it in the first place. And that can be really, really frustrating to put all of that hard work in um, and then find that it's kind of all been for nothing long-term. And for a lot of people that can kill people's motivation and they can end up feeling, you know, just feeling like, what, why am I bothering with this? Cause it's just not working for me. And what makes this even worse and even more difficult for a lot of the women that we work with who are over 40 as well, is that when they get into their 40s and beyond, it also starts to become more, more and more difficult for them to lose weight due to changing hormones and just kind of the changes that happen with your metabolism as you, as you get older and approach your menopause. So now these people end up in a situation where not only are they you know, they try and lose weight, but then they stop and they put the weight back on again. When they're actually trying to lose the weight in the first place, they're also either seeing very slow results or just not seeing any results at all. So rather than kind of, you know, where in the past they may have lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, it's now more like not losing weight, gaining weight, not losing weight, gaining weight. So they end up in this steady upwards curve with their weight, with their um, body measurements, with their dress size, and today we're basically just going to cover how can you get out of this situation? So how do you get the weight off? How do you keep that weight off long-term? And how do you do this in a way that's something that you can maintain sustainably um, and not slip back into those old habits? Yeah, so we're going to go through five sort of secrets for this. And the way we're going to do this, we're going to talk about the kind of problem we see happening for a lot of people who are doing different diets or trying to do things on their own as well. And then also the kind of solution to each of those problems. So let's get stuck into it. The first problem that we're gonna talk about is that a lot of diets, a lot of fitness plans are just designed to get that quick transformation photo because that's what sells. So you've seen it, we have them on our page as well. The before and after pictures that a lot of things, a lot of diets put out there they're a very temporary state. They're things people get, you know, they might say I've lost a stone in four weeks or I've lost this much in 12 weeks. And diets are often just designed just to get that, but they've got no consideration for the long term. How are they going to stick to it? How are they going to keep that off? How are they going to keep going? And so you see a lot of these success stories, but what you don't see is behind the scenes, what happens afterwards. And you may have experienced this yourself. A lot of people end up rebounding and regaining loads of the weight they lost on that diet again after they after they've got you know a few months down the line most of the weights come back on whether that's like shake diets whether that's like some sort of slimming club whether that's one of these sort of more extreme diets where you cut out carbs or cut out of whole food groups or you keep you know go for really really restrictive diet whatever it is a lot of these lead to a big 
rebound afterwards. And Ben actually had a really good um, analogy for this. So I'm going to let him explain it because um, I know, is it one of your favorite TV shows or you just... I wouldn't say it's one of my, I don't think I've even watched this TV show. I just, I just know of it. But there's a, that TV show called Cowboy Builders where, you know, a, a load of builders will come into somebody's house and they'll have said, oh, yeah, you know, we'll build you a lovely new porch. It'll be amazing. They put this porch up, they throw it up and in two or three days, they achieve that dramatic, quick transformation. Um, it's all kind of finished. And then they say, all right, then, well, thanks for that. They take the money, they disappear. And, you know, two, three days later, the whole porch collapses in. Um, leaving that person in the situation where, you know, they've paid, they've put the effort in, they've all, you know, it's taken the time to build this thing. And, but over like long term, they've got nothing to show for it because all of those results have, have kind of collapsed again. And that's kind of the situation you get in with these quick fix approaches. People will put all the effort in, um, whether it's, you know, whether it's shake diets, whether it's like some crazy thing where you just have to eat cabbage soup or very low calories, something dramatic usually. So it's actually quite unpleasant to stick to but they'll put the effort in anyway. They'll manage to do it. They'll just get through it, get the results. And then as soon as the, uh, the cowboy builders or whoever it is who has put this diet into, who's created this diet in the first place, whenever they say, all right, then thanks for the transformation photo. Good luck on your own. All those results then come crumbling back down. Um, and the problem with this is like, that's going to kill your motivation. That's going to make it harder to go back and do the same thing again and again and again. Yeah, and I think it's, it's even worse because a lot of these things, they don't just give a temporary result. They actually cause more long-term problems as well. So these really low calorie approaches or things like shake diets, which are effectively a really low calorie approach, they can also ruin things like your hunger hormones for up to a year. There's a lot of research on that now that it actually affects you. Even for like a 12-week period of really restricting what you're eating, it can ruin your hunger for up to a year. And don't worry, these things can be fixed. They can be rebuilt. And it's one thing we do with a lot of our clients. But doesn't put a lot of people in a great position when they go back to eating normally. And the other thing is also they don't really teach you, they don't really teach you why they're working. They teach you, they give you kind of this unsustainable sort of approach, which if you can't stick to it long term, which we're going to come to in another point, actually, it, it does the results are only ever going to be temporary. It's got to be something you can stick to for longer. So the solution to this is obviously to have something that's sustainable, something that's designed to, to actually fit around your lifestyle, be pretty easy, but also something you can keep doing long term. So not only does it get that, that relatively quick result, but it also gets a, a sustainable result that you can keep doing. And this is one of the main things we work on with our clients. So that would be the, the first thing I'd look for is something that's sort of a sustainable solution. And we, we often hear from our clients that they're able to keep up doing what they're doing because it doesn't feel like a chore. It feels like it fits around everything they're doing. And this kind of brings us into the next point, which is the second problem we see is a lot of these diets, a lot of these sort of quick fixes are too restrictive or too difficult to stick to for more than a few weeks. Like, I don't know what, what examples you'd, you'd give for this, Ben, but what, what are a few examples of like a really restrictive approach that people might relate to? The one I would say is it's very restrictive, but it's, it's very, very common as well. It's just any kind of meal plan. So anytime you're having to follow a menu that says, you know, this is what you're going to have for breakfast, lunch, dinner. On the face of it, it might seem like, oh, yeah, that's really easy, you know, being told what to eat. But the reality is, you know, life doesn't always go that way. You're not always going to have the time to cook breakfast, cook lunch, cook dinner. Um, and I think the more rigid the framework is and the less flexibility that you have, the more difficult it is to stick to. So Meal plans are one example. Banning all unhealthy foods is another example. So you see a lot of things where, you know, the approach is simply 
you don't eat any carbs, for example, or you don't eat any fats or you don't eat any of this. And it's just, you know, unless you're going to cut all of those foods out forever, then you're not going to be able to maintain the result, maintain the results. So, I mean, you know, maybe some people have the willpower to say, you know, I'm never going to have an alcoholic drink in my life ever again. I'm never going to have a piece of chocolate. But I think most people, that's not just going to be realistic. And um, anything that's not going to fit around social events is going to be difficult to stick to long term. Because let's face it, um, you, I, I attend social events. I mean, that right now, I'm not going to get exactly attending loads of them. Robert and social events. If you're watching this, you probably have a social life and friends and, and family and people you like to visit. And unless the approach that you're following with your eating, with your um, you know alcohol as well, can fit around those social events and allow you to still do those, then every time you come to one of those things, you're faced with the decision of either do I stay on track or do I like give up at this point? Um, it's quite uncomfortable as well, isn't it? Like Ben and I, we used to be quite extreme with our sort of dieting approaches i would say like we do things like the keto diet and um really restricted things like no 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 wheat no alcohol none of these things and what we tend to find is we'd go to something like a barbecue and you with friends and you'd, you'd be like oh no i'm not having that and i don't want any of that and the people putting it on are like what's this like they, they're kind of upset and you, you end up upsetting them you have the choice to upset the person running it and or you end up just giving in and having it. And there is actually a better middle ground you can have with these things where it's not so much about cutting this out, cutting that out and being really, really restrictive, but just focusing on a few of the key drivers to fat loss and understanding what they are, especially if you're over 40 and your body's changed and your hormones have changed and you know, things are a little bit different. So that's one thing we really focus on again with our clients is just helping them to eat the right things and the right amount for them in the least restrictive way possible. So they don't have to eat separately from their family. Um, they don't have to miss out on social events and they can make it all work. So sure, there are some sometimes where they have to sacrifice a few things and make some slightly better choices, but there's a lot of times when they don't have to. And a lot of these diets are very black or white. They're like either all sacrifice if you're on it or you know, have whatever you want when you're off and regain all the weight and really what you want to do is kind of find that middle ground that's going to be right for you, right for your body, right for your hormones and right for your lifestyle that you can stick to, but still see pretty good results with. And that's where we tend to try and try and aim for with our, with our clients. Have you got anything you wanted to add on that point? Yeah. Yeah. That, um, you know, that's that old saying, uh, the te teacher, teacher, give a person a fish, they'll eat for a day and the teacher person to fish, they'll, eat for a lifetime it's kind of that same approach like anything that just says this is what you're going to do and, and while you're doing it you'll see some results it's always going to be a temporary thing for example this is your meal plan while you stick to this you're going to see results but if you can teach somebody you know at what needs to go into their way of eating so the, the fundamentals behind it so i think what we give our clients is a, a good understanding of you know, how much of each food, how much of what type of food should they eat? You know, what kind of meals can they have and fit into their day? How much food is going to work for them? What type of exercise do they put it, do they, um, do they need to put with that? So they're not really having to think about that. They just learn exactly what works for them so that within any framework, they're able to maintain their results and, and stay fit and stay healthy. Yeah, so that's that's point number two. Then we want to find something that's not too restrictive, something that's that's nice and flexible. But there's there's still a few more problems that we see um, with people when they want to stay consistent, but they're just not able to stay consistent. They they really have good intentions, 
and maybe you can you can relate to this like starting off with something you get really excited you're like i'm going to do it this time i'm going to be healthy this time i'm going to lose the weight this time and then a few weeks down the line that starts to fade away we hear it a lot from people we have phone consultations with and things like that but i want you guys to consider the possibility that actually motivation that's the thing that keeps us going right we say we the, the word we often use is motivation motivation isn't something you actually have or don't have and this is something a lot of people want to have that feeling of motivation and they think if they if they have it then they can stick to it if they don't have it then most people just give up and i actually had a phone call with someone uh, not phone call so text conversation with a client last week who was saying my head is not in the right space uh, i need to need to have a few months off and come back to it and we had this back and forth conversation and i was basically explaining that if you stop now she's seen good results if you stop now that weight's definitely going to come back on again You've, you've seen some good results. I know it's challenging right now, but if you stop now, it's not going to work. And I say, what we've got to do is figure out how to create that motivation again, because you can either wait for your head to be in the right place, which by that point you've undone all your hard work and you're back at square one. And therefore this is why most people just yo-yo and just go forward and back and forward and back and forward and back, but don't ever get to where they want to be. Or when you get to that point, you can figure out how to create that motivation or act in spite of motivation. There's kind of two things in our experience that that work well one is training yourself to act even if you don't feel that motivated and the other one is to give you the tools you need to get motivated um, when you're not feeling it and there's a really really simple thing um, you can do for this which is if you are if you want to get motivated for something one of the key things you can do is actually just put something put some sort of investment down that means you're actually going to do it and we were talking about this before when we've been that we were trying to come up with this this example of when you sign up for something free, you don't tend to do it. And we are trying to remember something free that we've signed up for. And I've definitely signed up for loads of these free things online, but we couldn't even think of one example. Could you, can you think of any now? Anything pop to mind? I can't think of anything that's, that's free that I've done that I think, you know, oh, that was really good. And I really got loads of benefit from that. It's all, it's all the things that I've, I've invested in and signed up for all of those things. Yeah. Like if our, if our personal training course that started this whole business off years, many years ago was free, I don't think we would have really followed it. Cause it was a lot of work that wasn't that enjoyable. Like we love what we do now, but the course was very basic. It didn't really cover it, the best personal training course doesn't cover half the things you need to know to be a good coach, barely anything. Um, but because we put down some money, we stuck to it. And there was another example of this a few years ago where, um, we wanted to, to build our business. We wanted to become, how you know, improve our business acumen and, and become more successful, help more people. And uh, we signed up to this program. I remember Ben and I were in a ski resort. We were, li- we were trying to do this sort of nomadic lifestyle. We were living in Chamonix. We were sharing a bedroom. I remember Ben was across the bed- bedroom from me on his little single bed. And um, we, we were watching these videos from this course that come out, this business course. And I remember thinking, this is way too much money. It was like $5,000, like 3000 pounds at the time. Neither Ben or I had that much. That was like more than we were making it make way more than we were making from our business at the point. And, um, we decided, you know what, we're going to take this leap. We're going to make this investment regardless. And we signed up. I remember getting my credit card out, like feeling my hands were sweaty, putting the details in and thinking, what am I doing? But at the same time, because we put this money down, both Ben and I stuck to this thing religiously for six months. I remember we'd get up every morning, we'd do this crazy morning routine they'd have us do. Um, we'd, we'd come on every phone call and it was in American time. So it was like 12 p.m. midnight at night. We'd be still on these phone calls for like two or three hours getting coached. Um, and we'd always show up and do it because we'd put this down, this investment. And 
it's a really important lesson to understand that it's very simple, but if we don't have any skin in the game, if we don't have any leverage, we don't tend to do something. We don't have, we have something to lose. If we don't have something to lose, sorry, then we don't tend to do it. And it doesn't have to be money, but money is the simplest and most effective way in my experience. A lot of people try and do these things on the cheap. They try and do it for free and then wonder why they give up, wonder why they don't stick to something. And a big thing is that there's, it's not enough to lose. Sort of the, they say, what's the phrase, Ben? It's about the pain, of, the pain of staying the same has to be worse than the pain of change in order for you to make the change. So the pain of staying the same will be that money's gonna be lost. Like for the business course Ben and I signed up to, that's gonna be 3,000 pounds down the drain, which we could not afford to lose at the time. And we really, really wanted to, to see those results. If you've spent three pounds on a program, five pounds on a program or on a book or nothing, you don't really have anything to lose by giving up. And also we'll come onto the, the accountability point in a bit. Again, there's no one generally doing these things on your own. There's no one to disappoint. Again, there's nothing to lose, no one to let down. The only person to let down is ourselves. And you'll probably know if you're listening to this, it's very, it's much easier to let ourselves down than someone else. It's also much easier to not do something when there's no money on the line. Like if, if you were told to go and do your job, but you had to do it for free for the last 20, 30 years that you've done your career, you probably wouldn't have done quite the same as thing that you've done for free, I imagine. One motivation, and it's not the only motivation, but one motivation for us to go to work is the fact that we know we'll get paid, but we won't get paid if we don't go. So make sure basically you have some form of leverage, whether that's setting goals, which we've done in other podcasts, whether that's investing, I'd I'd suggest you actually do both. Um, And then you're gonna be much, much more likely to, to stick to something and see it through. Okay, on to the next one. So Ben, what, what else? This was something you coached last, was it last night for our client? I think so. I think I came up with this. Basically, I've been trying, um, well, succeeding at the moment. We're trying to lose a bit of weight. I think I've lost 2.4 kilos. I want to be lighter for um, rock climbing, basically. But literally all I've done is I've just followed exactly what I would have told anyone I was coaching to do. I've just eaten a bit less, but not crazily low, not like really, really low. And I've just continued to do exercise. Um, and what I've found though is, is as I've been going through it, you know, there have been, there have been days that have not been perfect. I mean, when I think it was yesterday, I had a huge piece of chocolate fudge cake. It's fine. I fit it all into my calories. So the, um, the approach that I follow and the approach that I'm giving my clients, it's very flexible. It allows for things like that. Had another night previously where I had curry. I've had a takeaway pizza. I've managed to slot all of these things in nicely. But um, every time that you, for example, if I have a a beer and a pizza for my dinner, the next day I'm probably going to have gone up a kilo or so in weight. I just have to, like, I just know that's going to happen. It's going to be water weight, uh, carbs, who knows? It's just going to be all sorts of extra weight that your body holds onto when you eat these sugary, salty um, type of foods. But basically, a lot of people, they get into this situation where they see like a little bit of an increase on the scales. Maybe they see their weight going up after having a bad weekend or a bad day. But then they, they think, you know, I've completely failed. There's no point anymore. I may as well just, just give up. They, they basically give into those emotions. They get caught up in this emotional roller coaster and allow that to, to affect their decision making. So they then make a decision of, that would be like me standing on the scales saying, oh no, I've gained a kilo. Obviously, what I'm doing is not working. This is all pointless. I may as well give up and just, um, you know, I, I may as well just not try anymore. But the the real way, the way I've been looking at this, I haven't done that. I just continue with it because I look at this as if it was like brushing my teeth. Brushing your teeth is just a very good example of something that we all manage to do every day. I mean, everybody watching this, 
unless you've got no teeth and they've all fallen out, you've probably brushed them every day for the last however many years, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, the thing with brushing your teeth is, let's say you miss a day of brushing your teeth for whatever reason you forget. You don't wake up the next day and say, oh God, I've forgotten to brush my teeth. You know what? I, I'm just going to give up. Forget it. Forget my teeth. Forget brushing them ever again. There's no point. Then you go off and then you go off track with brushing your teeth for two months. People don't do that. You just say, oh, I didn't brush my teeth. I feel a bit dirty. I, I better get on and brush them today then. And then you just brush them and you get on with your life. And it's exactly the same with, with exercise, with tracking calories, whatever. Um, like aim, aim to be really consistent with it. Aim to be like perfect with it even. But when it goes wrong, just treat it like brushing your teeth. So, you know, just wake up the next day and say, oh, I've gained a kilo. I probably shouldn't have had that. Like that takeaway, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. But uh, maybe it wasn't the best possible choice. Or I've gone over on my calories or I've forgotten a workout. So today... I'm just, I better get back on it then. And you just pick yourself up and you just, you do the only thing you can do. You start thinking about your food choices again. You start doing your workouts again. And that's kind of just, that. that's like the opposite of basing your decisions on your emotions. So the solution to this, if you find that you, every time something goes wrong, you end up going off track. Um, you, you let a very small, like a small event turn into a, a couple of weeks of being completely off track is to just do some work on your mindset. So something I do every day, something we get a client to do every day, as well as fitness stuff, as well as telling them, this is what you should eat, this is how you should exercise. We also look at mindset. So we'll give people a very few, you know, very simple mindset exercises, things like meditation, things like looking at your thoughts, but that will basically just help you to keep better control of your emotions so that when those little blips come along the road, um, you can make that decision to just keep going with it. And another thing that ha helps with this as well, and one of the, probably one of the main things I end up doing as a coach, one of my main roles is just having people come to me and saying, oh, I've, I've done, I think I've, everything's gone wrong. I've had a couple of days off track, you know, and then I just end up saying, you know, don't worry, it's going to be fine. Just get back on track tomorrow. You won't have undone all your progress. So it's also useful to have that kind of voice of reason in a coach. You can look at the situation from the outside. I mean, it's like, um, it, like it's like if, if one of your kids hadn't brushed their teeth, for example, or hadn't done their homework or hadn't done something and they come to you and say, I haven't done it. You know, I think I'm going to fail the whole of school. I think my whole life's going to go down the pan now. Um, you wouldn't, you, you would tell them, don't worry, it's going to be fine. Just pick yourself up, just get on track. And it's just about kind of um, being like that with yourself as well. Yeah, it kind of ties us into the final point, doesn't it? That doing this on your own without accountability, without support is really, really difficult um, because we often get have an emotional response. Like you're saying that I'm sure lots of people with children can relate. I remember blowing things out of proportion. I'd like be late for my homework and I'd be panicking and my parents would have to be like, no, it's fine. You've just got to get done what you've got to get done in the time you've got available. You've just got tonight, do the best you can. And then I'd calm down and I'd get it done. And it's the same with a lot of fitness stuff. We blow it out of proportion, as Ben was saying in our head. But if you can have that voice of reason there to help you see it from a different way, different perspective, which we also do with our mindset work, then often we can have a much different outcome. And a lot of people are trying to do this stuff on their own. Again, they're trying to do it, but then they have a hard week or a hard month. and They just feel like they failed and they, they, they can't figure out a way out of it. 
And so what they do is they give up and no one's checking on them. So they also can give up very easily. Whereas if they have someone checking and this is what we do with all our clients, a lot of our clients with a phone call with every single week, but we work through any struggles like this and we help them to make sure they can stay consistent, even if there's some roadblocks in the way. And I've had lots of phone calls like this where people feel like they're failing, but actually they're doing just fine. And with a couple of little tweaks, just like brushing your teeth again, they're, they're back on their way. Um, so that's the last thing we recommend is you also have someone helping you, whether it's a coach, ideally some sort of qualified coach to help you with the types of problems you're facing so that not only do you have all the other stuff we've said today, but you also have someone helping you through it and guiding you through it, showing you the best path and the quickest path so you can get to where you want to be as quickly as possible. And if you have a bad week, they will help you stick to it. So I want to share one, one, um, case study from someone I've been coaching with and then we'll wrap this up today from someone who's who has been doing this they've had a phone call every week for the past 12 weeks and this is after her first 12 weeks and she's called Katrin and um, she's a busy working mum of two from Gloucestershire and here's what she said so she put this in her final 12 week check-in the other week and she said I've lost just under 14 kilos or two stone five pounds since week one which is incredible given I've enjoyed it and not been hungry I've also lost 54.5 centimeters is insane like more than half a meter and my waist measurement is less than my hip measurement i carry a lot of weight around my middle in the worst place so again she's changed her body shape completely there i'm really grateful to you in the program it's given me back my self-belief that i can do this i'm not a failure i'm not destined to be like this for the rest of my life i know it'll take time but honestly i don't feel like it's a chore to the contrary i enjoy and look forward to the workouts and have not felt hungry or deprived i've lost my sugar craving but have enjoyed the freedom to have the odd chunk of chocolate and ice cream if my calories allow I can do that now without feeling like I need to eat the whole bar or the tub. So as you can see there, total change in mindset and incredible results losing two stone five pounds since week one. Um, and that's just in 12 weeks. So if that sounds good, if you sound like, you know, you'd like to find out more about what Catherine did and what we've talked about today, Ben, where can people go to find out more? You can head straight over to www.fit40info.com and you can grab all the details about what we, what we do on that site. Perfect. So that wraps it up for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll catch you next week or next Friday for the next episode of the Trinity podcast. Mm -hmm.